I'm really excited about talking to this unbelievable person. She's so full of joy. And I've been wanting to talk to her and reflect on what joy means for a long time. Welcome, Jillian. Thank you, Barbara. And just we are able to see each other when we're talking, so it is really exciting. So I see your big smile <laughs> right back at me. So that brings me a lot of joy. Oh, you know, I forgot to ask you, do I say your last name right? Jillian Dubois? That is perfect. Ah, I always mess up names and I just want to make sure I do it right because (laughs) you're doing so many wonderful things and I just love talking to you. I talked to a little bit of time with Jillian before and uh, realized we have a lot in common. I mean, just a lot of things uh, about being happy and imparting joy and all of those things. But you live in a place where I worked before. Yeah. So, <laughs> tell us a little bit about you, where you live, and and where you yeah. came from before, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was actually born and raised in Dallas, Texas. So I am a native Texan by heart, and I have Texas roots that run very deep. And if you know many people that are from Texas, they are very quick to tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) They are very proud of their Texas status. So, But I have been in Florida for 30 years, and I moved here shortly after I got married and have been in Clearwater, Florida for that long, which is the little peninsula that sticks out of the peninsula of Florida, which is on the West Coast and Central West Coast. So we are directly um, across the bay from Tampa and about an hour and a half from Disney. So when I say Disney, everybody goes, oh, I know exactly where that is. So (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize it was that close to Disney. That close. Yeah. On a good day. On a good day. day. Yeah. The traffic (laughs) (laughs) on the causeways. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I did some work in Pinellas County, which is where you're district is is that right yes yes and uh, it's a large district very large district oh i know i was so surprised when i worked there it's just wonderful people though i just love the i was there when you were there i think 2000 i was there from about 2009 to 2012 then came back and did some more work yeah, I was there 2002 to through 2012. So we must have intersected somehow, some yeah. way. Yeah. All 100,000 <laughs> students and teachers. I'm I probably sure. missed you. <laughs> we probably were in some professional development together, I'm sure. <laughs> that would have been fun. I, if we look back at some of the pictures and go, there she is. <laughs> so Florida, uh, you told me, I listened to something so funny about you being, you're a second grade teacher. Yes. Uh, and you love that. Don't you love I that? I love that age. You know, they're, they're old enough to be independent. You know, they come to you just still as first grade babies and you have to really just kind of wean them off of that um, dependency. But once they become a little bit independent, they've got it seven and eight year olds and they'll run with it. So they're old enough to be de- independent, but young enough to still get the teacher look when you look at them <laughs> or you try and get their attention, like they're like, oh, oh, she means business. I better straighten up, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> do they do that on Zoom though? Okay. Um, not as much. No, you can't get yeah. their attention. On Zoom. <laughs> they're been- turning themselves upside down and yeah, <laughs> spinning in their chairs. 
You're so fun. I mean, I, I've listened to some of your podcasts and also been on, you've been on a few podcasts. And I just have to ask this one thing because it was so funny. You, you told a story about, um, your kids doing something silly and fun. It was Uh-oh. with the, it was, oh, it was the, something that they did when they went outside. It was a real cold day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get very cold here in Florida. It gets, you know, we get down into the, you know, low 40s, <laughs> high 30s. And, you know, it's freezing to them. So when they, uh, yeah, we took a recess outside one day and they got all bundled up and they were running around. And I was just, you know, our administrators always say, don't take them out if it's too cold. And like, forget that. We've been stuck inside for three days. We are going outside. And next thing I know, you know, kids are running around with these little, they look like sticks and they're tagging each other and boys are chasing girls and girls are screaming. And, you know, I call them back in and they come back in and, you know, lo and behold, they all sit down and these, you know, nothing, they don't say anything. Nobody says a word. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess they were just having fun out there and they go to lunch. And during lunch, all these little things start running around the floor. And I'm like, what in the (laughs) world? So long story short, it turns out that they were frozen lizards. They had (laughs) lizards or ectotherms and they just, they freeze. They go into this hibernation when it gets cold outside and to protect their little cold blooded bodies. And they're like stiff, like sticks, like they're dead. So the kids all thought they were dead lizards. They're chasing each other with dead lizards. And then they put them in their pockets. So they put them in their pockets and then they thaw out. They come back to life. (laughs) Had little lizards running around. (laughs) So yeah, in Florida, we don't have snow or hail or sleet. We have falling lizards that are freeze. (laughs) So I was telling my husband your story and he said, look at the news. And he said, there have falling iguanas (laughs) in Florida. And so I thought, Not even just, I mean, the ones that my kids were catching were little, little four inch little things. They're little animals that just are everywhere in Florida. But yeah, the iguanas, the large iguanas, all of them do that. Yeah. I mean, large, we're talking like. I know. (laughs) I mean, if those fall on your head, you're in (laughs) trouble. Yep. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know, it's funny because it doesn't get that cold usually. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was really a fun story. <laughs> and then when I saw it in the news, I went, oh, I got to say this to Jillian. I know. And then people were like, people that listen to it, they're like, did you make that up? I'm like, I did not make that up. That is completely 100% true. It happens. It's real. It's a thing. <laughs> I, I mean, so, the, you know, the whole thing is, is having these stories the stories are really what help us. And, and then finding out that, wait a minute, it even happens to iguanas. It, it just <laughs> kind of pulled it all together. And my husband and I had a good laugh about it. And oh. I thought, oh, you just had to share. And so, you know, I found you on Twitter. I mean, and you just told me it, you haven't even been on that long. No, no, we came home. Um, when COVID hit back in March and we all, it was about the time of spring break. So we all had a little break and then we thought, Oh, we'll just have our week off and everything will go back to normal. And when it didn't, and we were told we weren't coming back face to face and we were going to be remote. It was like, Oh man. I mean, for a, you know, a teacher like me, I am such a face to face confrontational person. It's so hard to relay feelings and thoughts and projects and lessons on a screen, but, um, I'm like, what am I going to do? So to kind of fill my time a little bit, I just jumped into social media a little bit and I 
found an incredible, incredible network of educators and leaders that I, I, I honestly will say have changed my life for the better. Um, I've learned, I've grown, I've stretched, I've, I mean, just really just learned to be vulnerable and to accept myself for who I am and just put myself out there, use my voice to you know, spread hope and joy. So, Well, what's really neat is that you even have your own podcast that you do that. I mean, it's a different than I'm doing, but share that because I... I love it. I started, you know, and then when you start seeing what other people are doing and, you know, the neat thing was, is that you don't really, you know, people are used to, to the negative side of social media where, oh, you're just comparing yourself to other people and trying to outdo one another or one up somebody. And I just want to say in that, when you find your professional learning network, it's not like that at all. It's Mm -hmm. you're there supporting one another and encouraging one another. And somebody had even said, I joined a little book Zoom and we were reading a book. And I said, you know, I just mentioned that I was interested in writing. And, he, you know, I think it was Chris Saldana. And he said, well, did then write, make a blog, you know, start it. I'm like, oh, okay. So I started a blog and then I started a little podcast. And the podcast is not, it's just moments of imparted joy. It's just little three minute clips of, you know, think about the things that are bringing you joy. What's positive in your life today? You know, talk about warm demanders or, you know, just little kind of like anecdotal stories that just kind of maybe would encourage somebody just that might be having a day when they don't have time to listen to 30 minutes. They have time to listen to three minutes and that's okay. Um, Or a little website. Yeah. A little website that, you know, is just impartedjoy.com and it's just, just little hashtags, you know, that you can throw out there and use for anything, but it's just, just meant to encourage and inspire other people, especially educators. You know, we're really in need of that support and, and compassion with each other. So, well, especially now, because <clears throat> we yeah. we did talk about how do you import part joy when this is really crazy times, and we still it's a little uncertain. We still don't know, even though we know you know the vaccine and all this other stuff. But there's still a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen in schools and. Yeah. Yeah, there is. It's, um, and everybody's been saying, oh, 2020, it's almost over. I can't wait. We're going to have a new start, a fresh start. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I don't want to be negative, but at the same time, we have to go into it like educated and think, okay, it's not going to be over. It's going to be different. And we have a different mindset. We have to be that positive, you know, and not Pollyanna positive. And I've been, I've been, you know, people have said, oh, you're, you know, too, Pollyanna-ish. And I'm like, but I love that character. That was one of my favorite movies. So (laughs) if I'm like her, I take that as a compliment. (laughs) You know, it's not fake. It's not, you know, I'm not trying to just cover over the negative things. I'm trying to see the positive through them. So, you know, we just have to take it. We'll have to take it one day at a time. And I think we've learned so much from this year and we've got so much support behind us that we can do it. We've got it one day at a time. Well, it's amazing to me how, you know, I, when I'm feeling down, I go to your side. <laughs> I go to you online and it's really fun because um, all of us are going through that right now. We have these moments of, ah, oh, 
can we do this? Or uh, how long is this going on? You know, kind of thing. And, and what I've looked up, you know, learned about you is that, you know, you can have bad times and, and learn from them and struggle. And, and, and you even wrote a book. <laughs> I did. I did write a book and illustrated. <laughs> I didn't even think I could do that. <laughs> How did you, I just need to ask you because I'm writing a children's book and I definitely cannot illustrate it. When did you know that you could? And then we'll talk about your book, but I just am amazed. <laughs> when I, that I knew I could write or illustrate? No, or? illustrate because <laughs> I know yours. I know your story. I know, I mean, we're going to tell about, talk about it, but yeah. illustrating on top of it. You know, I, um, I grew up in a very artistic family. Um, we always just, my aunt, not necessarily my immediate family, but my aunts and uncles and cousins, we all loved art. And it was just such a great form of expression, um, for all of us. And my aunt, especially, she was an artist and she, you know, did all kinds of paintings. She did watercolors and just encouraged me. Oh. And she, she taught me, she, got me lessons when I was 10. So I've been painting since I was 10. Um, and just doing little things here and there. I never did it as a career or profession. I just did it as a hobby. It was something fun for me. I'd give things away as gifts or whatever. But um, when I sat down and wrote the book and I submitted it and it was accepted and they're like, well, do you have an illustrator? And I said, well, you know, I have somebody in mind. Let me ask her. And I asked my aunt. <coughs> And yeah. she's like, oh, Jillian. She goes, I don't know. She goes, no, you know, I don't think I will. And I'm like, Casey, why? Please, can you do this for me just once? She's like, nope, you can do it. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe she's right. So I just sat down and I just, I came up with the, she helped me brainstorm the, the look of the character a little bit and sat down and it just kind of evolved. It just happened. I have an iPad and a really cool app called Procreate oh, and I love an Apple that. Pencil. And I just, I just started, I just went to town. So, and I don't think I've ever done that much art before in my life. Uh, I don't think yeah. anybody, once you start illustrating, I thought, Oh, I only need to do like six or eight pictures, right? No, like 30. <laughs> Well, so, you need one on every page. Do. <laughs> and that's what the publisher had said, that you need something on every page because once you don't have a picture on a page, you lose your younger audience. That's right. So I had no uh. idea. So this is all, yeah, new territory for me. So, but I did it. And, you know, I honestly say I'm glad that she believed in me. And I'm glad that I did say yes to myself and did it because it's all mine. You know, all of my thoughts and all of my words translated <clears throat> through those illustrations. So let's tell them what your book is and yeah. how it came to be. Well, it is called Lives Seashells, and um, it is about a young girl who goes to the seashore, and she collects, her passion is just collecting things that are special special to her, but especially the broken things, broken sand dollars, starfish, seashells, things that everybody kind of discards and tosses away and doesn't give much thought to. So she decides that she will pick those up and collect them and do something special with them. So not only does she collect them, but she keeps them and she keeps them and she whispers affirmations to them every day. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, it's kind of that social emotional lesson of, you know, everybody's got a story 
you know, everybody's got some brokenness and some things that make them uncomfortable or make them unique. So why can't we all just embrace, you know, who we are and what we are and just learn to live with that compassion? So it's lives seashells. Lives seashells. Yes. But and, it is, yeah. It's a tribute to my sister. So my sister's name was Lisa and she is a lot like Liv. So she, um, was that always that kind and compassionate and caring, um, hearted person who loved to find those people to just lavish her attention on. So she was never like the popular cheerleader in school. She wasn't like well liked by, you know, the football team. (laughs) And, you know, it was like she was probably that did not matter to her. Status did not matter. Um, She loved people. And so it just, you know, after she passed about eight years ago, it just I wanted to do something special for her daughter. Um, her daughter was very young when she passed, so it doesn't remember a lot about her. So for me to kind of put my sister into the story and give that to my, my niece, um, it's kind of like, here's a piece of your mom that you can keep and take with you the rest of your life. So that, uh, yeah. And so with it coming out right around Christmas too, it was just a special time because it's always a really difficult time for us, you know, to remember those memories. And so, yeah, so it's a happy thing. Wow. You know, it's, it's amazing. You told me that. And I was like, she would be so proud of you. She would. So what did your niece say when she saw it? Um, we shared some tears. <laughs> I bet. I bet. We shared some tears and, you know, it was neat because she would share, she bought several copies and she shared them with her friends. And there was one in particular who, you know, her best friend whose mom is like a mom to her said, you know, Kaylee, I never knew your mom. And to be able to read that story, you know, and I see, not only do I see who your mom is, Kaylee, but I see who you are because you are just like your mom. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, that knowing that my sister's legacy is, you know, being passed down and my niece has those same qualities. She's 15, but she's got those same qualities. She loves people. She wants to be a special education teacher. She, you know, has that heart for people. So it's just, it's just so heartwarming, you know, that, that just, it's just special how it all just kind of evolved and came about. That is so beautiful. Well, I didn't know the story behind and so what I'm finding now is a lot of people um, are reaching out to me and telling me some stories that I never knew in this time. It did something living through this right now. I, I think this book is like it's perfect for a lot of people. I'm, I hope that maybe it's not just for second grade. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, like is, it's written as a children's book. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it was put out, put out that way, but it's actually, you know, as far as like, it's funny because Amazon put it as, you know, they, I guess they decide what subheadings, you know, and it was under inclusional education. And I thought, <gasps> that's perfect. <laughs> Really? Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, I love that because they could have put it under anything. Yeah. And putting it under that, that's 
Beautiful. I think we'll definitely put a picture of your book and a link to it so people could get their own copy. I mean, I think that the whole idea when I wanted to talk to you was how do we choose and impart joy in these uncertain times? And that was some time ago we were talking about that. And you had all these ideas and you were talking about relaxation and whatever. What you did is you imparted joy with this story is one that people can read over and over and and hold it in their heart. You it's just such a wonderful thing. Yeah. And it's it was good for me too. I don't think you know when you go through those times in the valley where you're not sure, you know, I mean, we've all had everybody has their times of suffering and challenges and for me it's been um infertility and it's been, you know, adoption and it's been losing my father, losing my sister. You know, there've been some major major yeah. things in my yeah. life. But at the same time, there is that healing process that comes through all of those things. So am I stronger now? Because I've had, you know, I could actually put down the things that were in my heart. Yeah. It was actually a healing therapeutic process for me to be able to write and to get that message out. So... I feel better. It's just like almost like that huge burden was lifted, that grief process that I didn't really fully complete, kind of now completed. So So all of us really need to think about this. I mean, that's why we wanted to talk about this in the reflection was what I, I have some people call me that I'm afraid they might hurt themselves. I mean, I really had some really scary, I'm not a, ther- a therapist or a psychologist, but I have a lot of numbers to refer people, you know, that. But um, if if there was a way that people could just express this grief in some way, don't, is that right? Is that what you're saying, like, it did for you? I think so. I think, you know, you have to, you just have to look at how to process things, I think, in a uh-huh. positive way. I mean, but, you know, it just... For me, a lot of it is having that support system. You know, a lot of people don't have that. I have my Mm -hmm. family. I have my friends. I have my faith. I have all those things that um, are woven together, you know, in that rich tapestry to make, you know, that possible for me. For some people, I know that means they need to seek help elsewhere. But whatever it is, you know, you can get through it. So just to reach out to somebody... You know, or like you said, you know, you've got you've got some paths that you can help somebody, even guide somebody that way. And here I've got some ways to help you, but you may need somebody else to get you through the rest of it. Yeah, I think that's what we're all here for, to support well, one another and care for one another. We're all on the planet together. I love that. <clears throat> and we did. You did talk about um, like, like you and me. Writing is my passion. And. I feel so much better when I can write something down. I, I even do gratitude notes every day on something I, I'm grateful for. Even if I'm having a really sad day, I have to look for something. Like I'm breathing. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm breathing. Or, you know, I walk outside and I can hear the birds sing or um, just something. And the idea that you took that 
what you've been telling everybody and wrote it in a book. I, I know you're going to write more. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I've already got, you know, the second story is already right here <laughs> because Aww. it can continue. You know, it's not just a one and done. There's so much that we could all learn from and understand about compassion and empathy and um, but I, I love what you said about gratitude, because I think yeah. when we turn things around and have a grateful heart, it does make us look at things differently. You know, am I grateful for those things that I went through, you know, that helped me become who I am now? Yes. Was I grateful then? No. But when you can mm -hmm. see past you know that and grow older and wiser <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's funny. It's like, you know, my husband is like, you're not just a teacher, you know, you're a teacher, you're um, a mentor, you're a nurse, you're a counselor, a mentor, you know, all of these things. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not when you're a teacher and an educator, you're not just one thing. You have so many different roles. I <laughs> okay, one funny thing I did tell my students, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm like a comedian. And, and the next day, <laughs> I'm like a stand-up comedian because I always tell jokes and I always try and tell funny stories. Well, I have this one smart little boy and he came in the next day and he had bought me a little gift and I opened it up and it was 101 funny jokes for kids. And I said, <laughs> Cohen, I'm like, what is this for? He goes, well, you're really not that funny. So if you take this book and study it, you might be a better comedian. I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> From the mouth of a seven-year-old. So. You know what they say, the kids say the darndest things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so beautiful. I miss working with kids, and I'm glad that you still do because it's yeah. uh, it touches your heart, but you can also, it opens you up and said, well, maybe I don't know as much as I thought I did. <laughs> yeah, and to the families, yeah. you know, this year, I think um, with all that we've been through, um, just to be able to share that joy with families too. You know, we share it with our kids, but when we have, we're all in this together and we're all in this pandemic together and we are keeping our kids safe at school and at home. And we have that commonality and we're partnering with these families um, for their education and their well-being. And it's just neat because I've had so many parents this year reach out and say, you know, I'm so glad you share so much of your day with us because I do. I put things on Seesaw or um, Flipgrid, you know, because I want to share with my families what we're doing. They're not allowed in the class room anymore. So, um, and it's just been really neat to be able to be a little more open and free and get their, huh. um, you know, get them in on some of the things we're doing too. So some of our audience might not know what those are, so we could put a link to them if you want to share sure. any, that'd be great. Sure. But, um, but one of the things that I'm hearing from you is that maybe you've gotten closer with some of your families than you were before. Do you yeah. think that might have happened because of this, because of COVID? And because of all of this, I think, you know, and one of the probably the most special things, you know, and going back to the book, one of my families, um, it had touched one of my families. And she said, I just, I can't believe that this was, you know, all from, you know, stemmed from something that was in your heart. And I said, yeah. And I kind of told her the whole story that I just shared. And for Christmas, um, she said, your Christmas gift is going to be a little bit late. She goes, but we'll, we'll get, we'll get with you and we'll, we'll, you know, share it with you. So about five or six days ago, she had left something on my porch 
And she just had texted me because I, I do give my families my phone number. <laughs> I said, text me whenever you want. I don't, it doesn't matter. I mean, so, and she texted me, said, you've got something on your porch. Um, it's from us for Christmas and I uh, hope you enjoy it. So I go to my porch and I open it up and it's a huge bag, but it's two framed portraits of me and my, one of me and my sister and one of me and my sister and my niece and our kids, um, basically at the beach. So, what? which went right along. Well, she had asked me earlier, do you have any pictures of you? We loved your story, but we want to just have a few pictures of your sister so that we can just kind of talk about her and, um, know who she was and see her face. And I thought, oh, I thought, what a nice thing. I'm going to send her a couple of pictures from us, just me and her and me and her and the kids at the beach. Oh. I had no idea she was going to do that. <laughs> so now I have these beautiful memories to put up in my house too, that were all inspired from the book. So, Oh my God. I know. I know. I mean, it's <laughs> what a beautiful like, person. And yeah, you do that. You see the, uh, the relationships is what yeah. matter. Really. Absolutely. And it's amazing how families are touched so much right now. This is really tough. Not just, I mean, teachers are really going through a lot, but teachers that have children are teachers that have to work. I mean, uh, with parents that have to work. And I mean, there's this yeah. connection we're all trying to make in a different way. There is. Wow. There is. And there's no reason for us not to, uh, you know, partner with our families and develop those relationships with them. We're all here. We're all doing the same thing, you know, wanting to see what's best for these kids. Um, and that's what it comes down to. There's one little other little story I could share. Um, I have a little girl in my class and she's very, very, very quiet, very shy, very introverted. She has like one little friend she kind of hangs out with and never speaks. Um, and I know there's a little something going on. I still can't quite get through to her. Um, but after she, uh, I had sent the link out to my families for my book. She comes up to me one day. Um, right before our break and she just has the book in her hand and she shows me the book and she hands it to me and I said do you want me to sign it and she just nods her head and she goes back to her seat I said all right well I'll bring it over to you in just a little bit so I go back to my desk and I take a pencil and I I sign the book and she I watch her out of the corner of my eye and she has lined up she's taken out of her backpack and she's lined up seashells on her desk oh. <laughs> And I go over to her with my book. I know these like crazy stories that just keep, I know I'm going to keep telling them forever, but she brought me, um, I bring over the book and I, I said, well, here, I signed it for you. You can take it home. And I said, what do you have here? And this is like one of the first sentences. She's, she said, I love seashells too. These are the ones I found at Marco Island and I wanted to share them with you. Uh, Whoa. Oh. No. So it was right as kids were coming in in the morning. You know how that is. It is hectic and crazy. And honestly, it was like we were in this little bubble. It was just me and her. I sat down next to her and I said, tell me about your seashells. I mean, a bomb could have gone off behind me. I had no idea what happened that morning. I still can't recollect any other details other than I gave her my undivided attention for about 10 minutes that morning. And she went on and on and on and showed me the different things about her seashells. This one has a barnacle on it. And this one was broken. And this one, you know, it was just, you know, Barbara, it's like those little things. If that connection was made, 
with this one little girl who I hadn't been able to touch all year for five months. Wow. That that's that's it for me. Game over. So. You'll always remember that. Yeah. That was magical. Yeah. So <laughs> darn, I have to pull this all together. <laughs> I want all the stories. So I know that's we're gonna have to look at the next book and bring you back and but the whole thing is that the what I'm seeing and hearing from you is that every moment is precious, and if you can have yeah. those connections, even with that that young girl who shared her seashells with you, yeah, yeah, I hope it, it touches like, your heart. Exactly. Write them down. Tell that's what I want us to tell people is look for those moments, those aha moments, and. Look at times that you can maybe change what you do so you can spend time one-on-one -on -one with people. Yeah. Like I'm doing with you. This means yeah. so much to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like you, you know, I say on one of my quotes is, you know, I'm a hopeless believer in the simple fact that joy can change our lives. And, uh, you know, be that hopeless believer. Open your heart and watch it grow. Oh, well, on that note, <laughs> I'm leaving it there because that <laughs> is a beautiful quote to leave with. Thank you so much, Jillian. This was um, what I needed today. I hope everyone enjoys this with us. Thank you. It was great. And and make sure that people get your book because it just yeah. touched my heart so much. It's And the story behind it. So thank, thank you. you. Have a beautiful day. Right. And a ha and and a good new year. That's right. Yes. An encouraging 2021. Full of hope. That's right. <laughs> Bye, dear. Goodbye. Yeah,